gentlemen, after months of waiting, we got Ken Lee back. <laughs> James, we got Ken Lee back. Pete, we got Ken Lee back. Who? I'm confused. We did it. We did it, guys. We got Ken Lee back. I... Guys, guys, stop talking. I wish you had... Stop talking. Turn it up a little bit. I, I wish you had... <laughs> I wish you had told me your plan, and we could have made it sound better. Uh, but that'll do. Welcome back, Ken. Welcome back, Ken. Hey. This is the fourth officials podcast here with Tom Miller. That's me. Ken Lee, Arsenal fan. I'm back, baby. Dr. Pete. Tottenham fan and James Lewis, Manchester City fan, to talk about Premier League and world soccer, guys. A really interesting weekend overall. Obviously, I'm really happy. It was very different from last weekend, guys. I don't know if you remember. I do. Manchester United played last weekend against Liverpool. We're not going to get into it because we spent 45 minutes on it last week. Well, and you kept bringing bringing every topic back around to United sucking. Like I just did? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good start. I like when we were talking about Ken. Ken's back. <laughs> Ken, welcome back, Ken. Yes. Ken, what? Arsenal's back? What they've Arsenal. been back for a couple weeks. Turned a corner. Been back. Been back. Yeah, Ken. Been back. Ken Ken has moved out of my area and has moved to another part, so we can't have our lunches together, which was uh selfish to say the least. That's true. It's moved That's true. from his parents' basement to his in laws' basement. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that that's, uh, still makes it sound a little bit rough and yeah. slightly inaccurate, uh, but <laughs> uh, so you're gonna find a lot of inaccuracies in this podcast, Ken. I know you don't listen, so um, that might be a shock to you. There are lots of inaccuracies in you our should, podcast. You should listen, Ken. It's not a bad podcast. It's not a bad podcast. It's actually pretty fun. Like we're fun overall. I will I admit to you, I should have been listening while I wasn't on it. But usually, if I'm on it, I don't find a need to listen to it. Okay, fine. Uh, Arsenal win this weekend. <laughs> Manchester United win, Liverpool draw, Manchester City lose. We're going to talk about all these games. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Champions League. There was some manager turnover. Um, guys, I don't know if you heard about it. What did, Somebody tried to make a joke today on the Champions League broadcast, El Sacaco, which I didn't mm-hmm. think really rolled. But that was the Tottenham <laughs> versus Manchester but it, United but game. But it happened. <laughs> it did happen. I just don't think it was like all that, you know, it didn't really roll well. But... So we'll start with that game, guys, because it was the most uh, sensational, I guess. It had the most headlines. Manchester United coming off a bad game they played with Liverpool at home. I will not go over any part of that game. Manchester United, James, you said it. You knew they were going to win. Yeah. Um, Ole's job on the line. Job on the line. It's the, back against the wall. And I'm, ha- I'm, I'm happy. Happy You're happy. James <laughs> says that all opposing fan bases are happy because Ollie's still at the wheel. Um, the United... Liverpool fans were chanting Ollie at the wheel at their own game this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you... <laughs> yeah. United I mean, you come know, in, the... one more result. Go ahead, James. Go ahead. I was going to say, the wins and losses, you know, it comes and goes single games over the course of a season, but as mm-hmm. long as Ole is at the wheel, United are not going to be a threat to win the league. They're not going to be a threat to win the league, according to James. Okay. If, as long as Ole is. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they say, in the parlance of our times, at the wheel. <laughs> well, he was at the wheel in this one, and he decided to play three at the back to try to stop Tottenham from scoring goals. Um, Dr. Pete, I don't. I, mean, I think you can play as many back as you want to stop Tottenham <laughs> from scoring goals because they don't really score goals this year. Is that accurate? 
Yeah, I don't know why your team would play three in the back with the players you have. Because we allow, like, two goals a game, and we're a aspiring top four team. It's really not good. So we have to close the gates because we allow all the goals in the world, as we did today in the Champions League. But let's stick with this game for now. Uh, Manchester United played pretty well. Tottenham played really poorly. Um, United had a decent setup. Ronaldo scores right before halftime. An unbelievable volley to score. Cavani has a nice little finish, but it, it looked like Tottenham were beaten by then. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Manchester United. I'll start with you, James. Does this mean anything, or is this just the usual where all I expect is against the wall, and then Manchester United decides to play for him? I mean, jokes aside, I don't. I mean, it does mean something. <laughs> I mean, a win always means something, and it's three points, and it's you know more than that, like. I think losing to this Tottenham team under Nuno would have been mm-hmm. completely demoralizing. Yeah. Like that's, that's like a turning point in the season and you're, you're go, only going one way at that point. Cause mm-hmm. the, this Tottenham team and no offense, Pete are a absolute dumpster fire mess <laughs> at, no the point, at, at the point, <laughs> at the point that you played them. So, I mean, obviously things have changed after El Sacico, <laughs> which, def- which definitely doesn't uh, definitely doesn't roll off the tongue, but I no, did like the implications. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it meant something. But I I don't think it's like I don't, and I hope you, I don't think you do either. I don't think anybody takes it as a sign of like, oh, you know what, Ole is turning the ship around, and he actually knows how to manage and do tactics now. No, I don't. I don't see it as like a giant turning point. It's just going to be the results that come up because you have. At Atlanta today, they survived. And then you have um, Manchester City on the weekend. I think as long as he doesn't lose like 10 nothing, he'll go through that. And then you have like six games in a row that are against relegation battlers. And those will be the big games because yeah. you have to win all of them. You have to win all of them. You have to win like six in a row because of the ga- points you've already dropped. So those will be the big indicators, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you can win those games. I yeah. mean, that's, and and that's the thing. Yeah, and you should. Like. So, I mean, you're going to, and, but that, but that happens. I mean, I think that's like in every, that, you know, you get that yeah. not infrequently in season, in seasons, yeah. you get a good run of games and, you know, if you come out of that with five or six wins, so you'd be like, Ole's oh, a great coach again. Or just like, you should have done that. That's what this team yeah. should do anyway. Well, you could, you could have, you could have Steve Bruce coaching you. You and could win those games. You could actually have that now. Like you could have him at your house coaching you because he does another job. You can you come want, to your house. You want that cabbage coach head you. coaching you? <laughs> oh, no, not. Taking shots again. Taking shots again at Steve Bruce. All right, Kenley. So we haven't gotten your opinion on Manchester United in, in a while. Like two months. So I want to know what you think, Ken, about Manchester United, where they stand right now after the results that they've had over the last few weeks. Sum it up for me. Well, officially they stand in fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, unofficially, my opinion is, and I only have it through the text. I've been hearing you talk about how great De Gea is, but they've been getting scored been. on, <laughs> leaking goals like a sieve. It can't yes. possibly all be. There couldn't have all been one-on-one breaks with just a striker and De Gea. There was a lot of to them. Not ble- <laughs> to not blame him at all. Yeah. And then too, I think uh, 
to stick with the uh, the most recent game, I don't know if it would have mattered as much if you didn't get so beat the week before. Um, correct. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that there's only one remedy for getting smacked like that, and that's to go out and smack another, you know, big team and yeah, mm-hmm. punch down. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. So you have you go five nothing, then you go win three nothing. It kind of evens it out. It doesn't right the ship by any means, but it does mm. almost erase it in terms of you know the points lost, points gained. But I'm with James. I always will be with James. I love Ali. At Manchester United, I love Pogba at Manchester United, and it's almost Christmas time. Right around that time, we all get a gift in the form of Extension City, and they're all coming. They're all coming. Yeah. I, you, you guys were talking about extensions, and I was watching Eric Bailly play today because he just signed an extension in the off season. And he saved you guys, by the way, today. He did, but he also like almost he also cost us a goal. He didn't track his man for the second goal, so he did he save a goal. McGuire held that he dude on sides by ten yards. He yeah. did, but I mean, Bayi didn't even run with him. Didn't go with him at all. Like he wasn't even a part of the play, uh, which might just be a, a matter of him just not playing soccer for like the last six months <laughs> or whatever. Which which leads me back to my point: Why did he? Why did they re-sign Eric Bayi when they won't even play him when Harry Maguire is injured? Well, now it looks like they are, right? I mean... Well, I don't think they have a choice because Varane is out. He's still hurt. Lindelof. And Lindelof was hurt. And Lindelof's hurt. Oh, Lindelof's hurt? You're lucky. Yeah, it, was a, it was a depth a depth extension. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're lucky. I mean, you were inches away from seeing Phil Jones. PJ4. So. <laughs> inches <laughs> away. You might see him in one of these cup games. I don't games. know. Is he in the squad? We don't He's going to be soon. You can put him in and... Uh, He's not uh, in the You can put him in in January. Who's gonna play in the Carabao Cup? We don't. We're not in the Carabao Cup, jerk. <laughs> we're not, in not United. Thanks. I don't know what James is laughing at because City's not in the Carabao Cup either. Oh, kid. Yeah, I know that hurts. All right, so let's switch uh, on to the other side to Tottenham. Phil Jones has uh, a squad number. It, it's four. You can't let it go. Uh, I'm As looking. It, I'm be. looking it up right now. I'm just making sure. It's four. Well, I mean, how could you have a brand? Well, his name great. is on the. You can't roster. change his number on him. His he's got a logo. If you change his number, he's a change. It's logo. the ultimate <laughs> fu that United will yeah. give him. Yeah. Hey, I'm yeah, gonna have to we'll, change my tattoo if he changes his logo. Yeah, then you have to change your tattoo. We'll give you an extension, Philly, but uh, you won't be wearing number four anymore. Yeah, well, it's messed up. We're gonna make you 33. <laughs> 33. <laughs> Actually, um. I think Varane's number was supposed to be four, but PJ wouldn't give it up. He's, you're going to buy, you're gonna have to buy the brand from me if you want <laughs> to take this number. Millions it's coming about in. pride. Territory. This is, this is the longest Phil Jones has been talked about on a soccer podcast I love in it. years. <laughs> in years. Not, uh, no either. Phil Jones yet. I, it, I would love to see Phil – well, sort of. I would love to see Phil Jones play – Part of me says that. The other part of me says Phil Jones against Manchester City doesn't seem like a, a good idea. But, James, you never know. Don't let your desire for a GIF <clears throat> revamp cloud your judgment. I want Phil Jones right. on the field. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry, Ken. Thank you for being the voice of reason in this podcast again. Uh, Tottenham, Pete. So, on the one hand, you guys got absolutely smoked this weekend. You hit a pretty low bottom there. You guys haven't been scoring any goals at all this season. 
Um, you had those three wins in a row to start the season, but they were kind of false wins. Can I? Can we agree on that? Mm-hmm. So you had those points in the bank, and now, I mean, Tottenham has been bad for weeks, but they're bad. only in ninth place, yeah. which sounds awful. But now, Pete, you have Antonio Conte, who is a league winner in every league he's ever been in, coming in to right the ship. So, how was the roller coaster, and where are you at now? Thomas, I'm excited to be disappointed again. <laughs> Life of a Tottenham fan? It's been uh, a long three years decline, roughly. And it's been multiple managers. Terrible players playing across, and players that stopped playing for multiple managers. Mm-hmm. And... The latest appointment, which was our 17th choice, and it was very clear that none of the players respected him because he was the 17th choice, was like appointing a mid-manager nursing leader to run your hospital because nobody else wants to do it. I mean, if you're going to do No offense that, to mid, mid-level mid nursing managers. Well, I, I'm sure they do take offense. If they, if they knew, knew no, yeah. they'd take offense. But to like, what's crazy about that is like, if that was just what you were gonna do, like, why not just have Ryan Mason do it until you find a real coach? I mean, it was the stupidest hire that you could have possibly made, and it was one month after Levy comes out and says, "Blah blah blah, we're gonna go back to our DNA," you know, basically, sorry about Mourinho, my bad, mm-hmm. and then you go hire him because you're absolutely desperate to get somebody in before preseason starts. And it was that was very clear. They handed him a two-year contract. It had a whole bunch of clauses in it, which basically said they could fire him after one season if he didn't come in the top four. And, you know, if you go back and look at Nuno and look very carefully at his record at Wolves, what it really boiled down to is him having a whole bunch of talented Portuguese players. Like, <laughs> his, no, seriously, he was very good at managing the championship, and then he had very good players, and he developed a few of those. But tactically, he was not a good tactical manager. And then when he got this job, that was very clear, because not only did he... Now he didn't have players who were willing to play for him, and tactically, he was horrible. I mean, to to lose these games against West Ham and Manchester United is one thing, but to lose the game and not have a shot in the second half when you're trailing. That was bad. Like I've never seen the fans as angry as they were during that game. And that was three years worth of fans being pissed off at watching terrible, predictable, boring soccer. And the fans didn't have a chance to boo Mourinho because it was during the pandemic. So they just let it all out when he subbed more off in the 54th minute yeah and everybody just in the entire stadium booed him i've never seen that for a sub have you ever seen that no it was incredible uh i, I think uh, it goes without saying that the the fact that he didn't make a sub for two full games almost yeah um that's pretty terrible james you're gonna say something i was just gonna say i mean i i completely agree with with pete like it seems like he came to Tottenham and I guess tried to replicate his Wolves system, but like without 
any of the same players that made it work for him and didn't try to adapt it at all. Like we were talking about that. It was one of the last games. It might've been the, the game you're talking about Pete where uh, no, it wasn't. It was, uh, I think it was one of the bad losses you guys had. Crystal where, Palace. Where he, it might've been the Arsenal one where <laughs> he tried. Him, Arsenal. He played Deli Ali and in Dombele in center mid. This oh, was against that Arsenal. midfield against Arsenal, and yeah. yeah, that was Arsenal. Destroyed us, and that was fun. It's like he, he afterwards. He, afterwards, he came out and he was like, "Oh yeah, my bad. I didn't start the right personnel." But it's like that's literally the most important part of your job. <laughs> like yeah, this is like, you, oh, you did you actually think that Deli Ali and Endom Bele would do a job for you in center midfield? Like they're gonna they're gonna fight for you in midfield. Neither of those players do that or have ever done that. True. Endombele is one of the laziest players I've ever seen when it comes to tracking back. YouTube player. If he makes a five-yard run forward, he might come back a yard. (laughs) (laughs) At some point. But, like, but that, to me, that was, like, and that was the culmination of what had been kind of, that Arsenal game was really the culmination of what had been building at Tottenham. Because let's not forget, too, he won Manager of the Month in August. Oh, yeah. He had to pack up his Manager of the Month award when he was cleaning out his office. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you get? He had three That's wins on the trot. Right? You were in you were in uh, first place, and I think Pete was chanting top teen ham at the, <laughs> at the, start, of, at the start of every pod. Um, but after that... I said that once as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the start of every I remember pod, he chanting just adopted it. him, chanting it incessantly. I uh, mean, the guy, the guy was a fraud. I mean, there's, there's no way, and and we don't have players right now who I don't think our players are that good overall, and they certainly like don't play for managers. Mentally, they yeah. seem. Yeah, weak. mentally they're so weak. Um, but I mean, throw him on somebody on top who really. <laughs> It was clear that he had no idea what he's doing. I mean, there's losing one nothing, and then there's losing like game after game after game, three to nothing. I think that's the problem. That was the problem with Nuno. It wasn't the losses; it was how bad the losses were, and there were no draws. Like it was either you were winning or losing bad. They they have zero draws. They have zero draws. Negative seven goal differential. So I want to stick with Ken here because Pete said something in the last podcast that. I think you can comment on Ken. So it's been a cycle for you as well here as Arsenal has had the same kind of thing over a longer period of time where they've kind of had managers come in and out and um, you've had, you've gone through those rough patches. And now as Arsenal has won a few matches here and gotten some results, Pete said that Tottenham is, what did you say, Pete? Like one year behind. Or exactly the one Arsenal year cycle? behind the arsenal cycle whatever the arsenal cycle is and i don't Mm -hmm. know because arsenal could be on the up or could be on the down you never Mm -hmm. know but we're like exactly where arsenal was one year ago i've been saying this for years (laughs) we are we really are the same team it's it's not good (laughs) (laughs) not good for anybody i've been saying this for years once tottenham and there's no disrespect to pete but once tottenham finished above arsenal in the table it was like a dog that caught its tail they didn't know what to do with it actually it was you know it was more it it was exactly then you said this before it was building the stadium 
yep. and not investing in your team. Uh, well, you can't do both. And that's and where it Tottenham started. And is realizing that mm-hmm. immediately. And I try to say that. You're going to have to go these years. Now, I would be, I mean, you have no choice but to be positive. Conte is a serial winner. I told you I'm excited. Conte is a much better. A much, <laughs> if, if, if you're truly a year behind Arsenal, your appointment mm-hmm. of Conte is such a better appointment than Arteta. Well, well I was course, saying this before appointing him. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, but has he, that he has any experience at all. Well, sure. You would choose almost anyone over experience. Well, hindsight, for sure. Always. Uh, I'm choosing experience over over someone who's got, you know, who wore the shirt. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, what are you going to do? I, I would just, my only concern with Conti coming in to a team like Tottenham with a with a person who is in control of all things football, like Levy, and that new stadium, there had to be some type of lip service assurances given mm-hmm. on the side of Tottenham to get Conti to join. This is the second yeah. time of asking. We can't forget that. He declined it earlier. Right. He, he flew in so, to meet with them. They had a meeting, and he was like, nope, no way am I doing right. this. Right. So yeah. it's going to become a, a point of how long does Conti put up with Tottenham's lip service? Before he says, hey, I need players. And I don't need a player. I need 11 players. Yeah. Well, and I, by the way, Kane is out of here. I don't yeah. care about Kane. <laughs> so I Levy heard a rumor. and Tottenham care about Kane. Yeah. Conte does not. And I'll guarantee you that he doesn't. Well, I, I heard say that. I heard, um, I heard some like just rumor chat that people, people are thinking that Conte was basically promised that they'd sell Kane for 120 or 150 or whatever, and that would 100% be put back in the team and new signings. That ain't happening. I, I don't really believe that yeah. because you can't really guarantee that someone's going to come in yeah. and try to get Kane. What yeah. you can guarantee I, I think, is you've got $150 million to spend in January, and then when it doesn't if, happen, you got to deal with Conte's wrath. If I'm, if I'm Conte and I'm coming in, I'm trying to get Kane to play the way he was before. Oh, for sure. Like I, I mean, there's no way you can say. Yeah, you have to now. Sell this player who has a three-year contract um, because you might not get. You're not going to get the same amount of money you got before. So if you don't get an offer that's reasonable, there's no reason to sell him anyway. So I, I don't think that's Agreed. that's true. And I and and I read somewhere else because I mean it's all speculation crap. It's like part of the reason he didn't want to come in because he didn't know what was going to happen with Kane. So, can we just talk about if you you can't really count on Harry Kane being sold, like Pete said? Like that's something that you can count on or negotiate on because it's it, it requires too many variables, right? But we can assume then because Conte is a manager who needs to buy. He is a guy who buys. He always has, and he usually spends a lot. So we can assume then that assurances have been made that he's been able to spend. The problem with that is that the next window is a January window, and it's impossible to buy in the January window. So does that mean that he's been promised that he can buy players in the January window? That that promise makes sense. So, Pete, do you think that he's been promised that he can spend money there? I don't know. I mean, you know, I, the thing about him that I know for sure is that Conte is not coming in here to do this coaching job if he doesn't think he can win something. Like, yeah. it makes no sense for him to come here it just because he's desperate or he's out of a job yeah. or whatever. Like, he's not. he doesn't have to do that. No, because a, a, a so spot will open. There's something about the discussions and everything that happened 
that and and I think he ended up having a much stronger negotiating leverage to get whatever oh, oh, whatever sure. he wanted. Dude, you know, he could basically yeah. say whatever he could get whatever he wanted. You don't walk back through the door again lest you get what you ask for. Everything everything <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I mean you have to think that there there have to be assurances. Now yeah. I would think they would say some of it in January but I'm sure it was, you know, X amount over the entire year or whatever. I mean, it just... The, it's just the, the timing is, that's very weird to me. It's Daniel Levy. So, like any other club, I would probably be like, oh, yeah, I could see them, you know, splashing out all this money. But it's just... I see, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. I see both sides of that, but I can't, like... You said it yourself, like, the players are not that good. Conte, yeah. Conte isn't coming into this team to finish seventh place and sure things up, you know? He's coming, like you said, he's coming here to win something. And for Tottenham well, to win something, you'd need some investment. I think there's a lot of, there's definitely, yeah, you need investment. There's a lot of driftwood, but there's also, <clears throat> there's a young core of players who, if you get the right manager, I think they can get the most out of. You know, you got <clears throat> Romero, should be able to play in the middle of a back three, which. Nuno, for some reason, did not go to a back three, well, because but were very have, well suited to play in a back three. Because you need have two other defenders you need to play next to him, and those are disastrous well, for you. Uh, yeah, but the back four is a disaster. Right. In the a, a back three can hide a lot. I mean, just think about Chelsea, yeah. where their defenders, the way we talked about their defenders before they dropped to a back three, and the way we talk about them now, or at least yeah. the way Chelsea Well, fans. You can we play a back have, three like a back five, essentially, and it gets yeah, well, that, of And we have two <laughs> wing backs. We have two young wing backs in Reguilon and um, Royale, who look mm-hmm. like good, they could be good wing backs. Well, that, is how, that is how Conte plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he will go to that, for sure, because Romero was playing in the middle of a back three for... Um, was it Atlanta? Atlanta? I forget where he came from. Somewhere in Syria, but he was exceptional. He was a defender of the year over there. So I would put him back in the middle of the back three. But I I do think there's good young players. Suns signed long-term. Don't know what's going to happen with Kane. But, I mean, there's there are building blocks there, but there's so much driftwood that needs to go. So he's got a, he's got a huge project on his hands, and he's never joined a team in the middle of the year. So it's yeah. going to be interesting to see. We also were dead last in distance covering the league, which will definitely change. Well, yeah. some so let's get, he's going to break some of these players. Uh, let's yeah. get into the tactical conversation because that's where you're hinting at. So in the past, Conte plays the three-five-two, which switches to three-four-three when they attack. Um, and the big thing there, you guys have already touched on it: three center backs and the two wing backs. My question is, Pete, so you have three in the middle, and I don't want to get too much of this because we're going to get a chance to see it, and we're just speculating right now. You have three in the middle, and then two strikers up top. Um, who's playing in the middle for you guys? It sets up as a DM and two CMs. Yeah, we're, if you the got middle? the best, our most talented team on the field, it would be Kane and Son up top. Mm-hmm. It would be Ndombele or Lo Celso, or both, mm-hmm. as midfielders and then Hoybier as a DM. And then I, you have your two wing backs which are we already have. I mean we're we're set up nicely to play like that. Mm-hmm. I think you just you... have to get the most out of players. I mean Lo Celso and, and Domele are talented. Like and Domele, I don't know if he can make it in the Prem. I don't. I don't know if he can make it under contract he's... that much. Well <laughs> yeah. you're gonna find you're gonna find out. He either yeah. is or he isn't and then he's gonna go. But he's like twenty two years old. 
Yeah. And he's played for like three different managers in a year. Yeah. I, James? I think it's I, – I mean, I agree with that, except I put the three as Lo Celso, Hoisberg, and Skip in the, in the center. Oh, yeah, I put Skippy in there. I think Skip's in there um, too. I agree. And you're definitely – you're, and you're looking at Sun. I I think this is how Conte is going to do it. He's going to have Sun being kind of like free reign, running around, mm-hmm. uh, like switching sides and looking for channels to run into. And you're going to have Kane as a nine stay up top and play as a traditional nine, pure nine. Which I think yeah, I think he will be, play as a pure nine. I think will be excellent for Kane. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like this enough of this bull- dropping to midfield. To start yeah, to plays. To that's why you need them. That's why you have midfielders. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Kane is your it's your most talented goal scorer, arguably. I mean, obviously, Son is great too, but Kane is your most talented goal scorer from any position. And you you're using him to start attacks on on midway, so that he has to then sprint up to the goal. And that's because nobody's being creating anything. Yeah, I know. And when you say when you play skip, we play skip and Hoybier. Neither of them create anything. That's the problem with having them both on the field at the same time. Then it I mean, provides then... you a defensive foundation, but it leaves you with like in the Man U game, it was very clear. Like there's nobody creating. Anything, but but that's midfield. that is how Conte structures his midfields. You're going to be attacking through your wingbacks, balls into space through your wings back wingbacks. So yes. I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't also be surprised to see a resurgence of uh, Mr. Matt Doherty. <laughs> oh, yes. the marauding right back. <laughs> All right, guys. So, that, so that's a lot of speculation for Tottenham and Conte, Pete. Um, you went from the lowest low, you came back up, and now you have some optimism. You actually, your next match is against, how do you say this, Vitesse? Vitesse. Vitesse Arnheim from the, from the Dutch League. Big one. Big man. Yeah. Legit team. In the, uh, in the Tarmac League. <laughs> then you have Everton at Everton, Leeds at home, Mira, and then you have Burnley. So those are, those are matches where you can build some momentum um, and I would expect that, you know, Pete, Pete, when are you looking to see, like, a change? Like, to see better play? Are you looking right away, or are you thinking give it five, six matches and see where things are at, or are you even longer term than that, just to see the change? Uh-huh. I think I would not be surprised if you saw a change right away. Not not in results, necessarily. Like, I, I, <clears throat> I don't know if the results will turn or not initially, but... I do think you will see players running, and I think you'll see somebody get subbed out in the 30th minute. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. But how could you not see a change? The manager is so different and so much more intense that something mm-hmm. yeah. is going to change. And you get that, it has to. You get the new manager bounce. Mm-hmm. I think that having your first ga- her first game be in, in the, the Cream Puff Tarmac League mm-hmm. is decent although i don't think the tests are a bad team they would probably they're probably they're big guns in the conference league right now but yeah. beyond that all of the games you have following that i think are winnable games everton are playing terribly yeah. right now they're hit their injury ravaged Leeds cannot stop a goal to save their lives we don't need to talk about mora again is this the other mora is this the same one from the last time? Because there were two of them, right? I, I honestly, I'm not sure. Okay, look it up. Burnley. The same one. <laughs> we know. We know all about Burnley. Don't get me started. 
Okay. Brentford can score goals. They leak goals too. And Norwich and Norwich, and they're terrible. You could. That's eight games that you could mm-hmm. you could be winning coming out of here. And yes. and I think, I Conte being Conte, I think that he is probably targeting to win all eight of these games. One agree. thing I will say, to sum it up, um, it's still so early in the year. Yeah. That you are five points out of fourth place. Yeah. Exactly. Not saying we're coming in fourth place. But no. it's not like a mid-season hire where you're trying to get up to sixth place or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. there's time to do things. I mean, I don't think we have the squad to do it. I honestly don't. But still, it's early. You're in all your cups. Still got everything to play for it, which is part of the reason why I think he took it now. I don't know if he yeah. would have taken it in mid-season. There's still a chance to control your team's destiny. Yes, because yes, we're, we're we're barely twenty five percent of the way through. This Absolutely. Season. So let's talk about destiny, guys. There's a team of destiny that has nine matches in a row without a loss. A team that won easily this weekend and continues to roll. I'm not <laughs> nine I'm matches. About any other team, but Ken Lee's Arsenal. God damn right, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Put, That's what it takes. Put some Been waiting 37 on minutes. Their name. Exactly, James. That so Kenley Arsenal hammers Leicester City, who just hammered Manchester United. Arsenal two, Leicester zero. Gabrielle with a goal. Emil Smith Rowe with a goal. And I think the story of this game, guys, is your goalkeeper, oh. Kenley. Yeah. Aaron Ramsdale, signing of the season, yeah. even though we clowned it big time. Signing of the season, the but definitely mocked by all. I said he was going to be great. When he first came in, yeah. Listen, we already, we've already admitted to mocking the signing initially and having to uh, take back have, and have mud on our face, all right? We don't need you throwing it in our face again, Ken. All right? <laughs> you don't think Ken has earned the opportunity? <laughs> yeah, I got to take my face? shots. I got to take my shots. Yeah. If Ken had listened to the podcast, he would be throwing more mud and more things. <laughs> hey, you guys are lucky I haven't listened to it. I'd be even more mad at you guys than I already am. That's true. That's true. Well, we're mad at you for moving, so take that. A mm-hmm. um, couple things in this one, Ken. Ramsdale, outstanding. Uh, already has what many are saying. The save That's the save season. of the season candidate for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Madison was um, celebrating. Yeah, that was a great unbelievable save. save. Uh, Arsenal allow eight shots on target and do not lose this match. They win it. Yeah, they went with their only five on target. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You guys have momentum. You're rolling forward. Oh man, is Kolesniak still on the team? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It was like I think there was a Kolesniak sighting. He played in this <laughs> yeah, game. He, he played in the game. I'm sorry, I was just looking at the stats. He played in the game. Yeah. Ew. Okay. Um. <laughs> But Arsenal's playing well. Get derailed getting there. Their, getting their results, Ken. Where are we now on the famous um, corner? How many turn? How many we? corners have we turned? Where are we? I never are started we, we... that discussion. That was a James Lewis discussion, and I think it's <laughs> disgusting that we're continuing it. Um, there, there's just ebbs and flows within a season. Um, I think Arsenal is. A team kind of, you know, in the same kind of situation as Tottenham, where they require investment, they're going to get it when they get it. Who knows when they do mm-hmm. get it, but it, it comes eventually. And I do think when that... When Crocky um, dies. What? When Crocky dies. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go on a, on a tangent, but I, not to defend him, but he has splashed cash for the team. 
and, and that's an unpopular opinion. That's an unpopular opinion. This... He has actually splashed. Cash this is like this new this like this new philosophical Ken that's come back. It's like when it's like Aaron Rodgers coming back with a crunchy hippie girlfriend and a man pon- <laughs> and a man ponytail, and now he's all philosophical. Ken's sitting over here, Zen Master Ken. The ebbs and flows of the season. Hey. Well, they get to look like four weeks ago. Arsenal's in twentieth place, yeah, and everyone's saying they're getting relegated. Every like yeah, it, like le- legitimate conversations, talking about rele- like relegation for for a, a team like Arsenal, just disrespectful <laughs> like that. That like that doesn't happen. Like, and now we're and now we're in sixth place. Like, who who said that? We're moving up. Everyone name name them. Uh, no, anyway, Roy Keane said you should just about be able to escape relegation anyway like so so now we have i think and the and i could be misquoting this stat massively incorrectly but i think we have 10 clean sheets in the last like i think we're the only team across europe that has that in the last 20 games like we're the defense is is getting shored up we're playing you know consistent we but it, it is arsenal so i as a fan a historical fan I know for fact the ball is going to drop on this, and we're going to lose to some championship team. We'll mm-hmm. we'll be Norwich's first win of the season, guaranteed. Watford, Watford this Sunday. You got uh, Newcastle coming up too. It is, it's definitely possible, um, but you know you just have to. I don't know. Like I, I've gone down my 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 road of, you know, if Arteta doesn't get a win this this week, I want him going on Monday. Like mm-hmm. I do think that there is something to be said about his calmness that he brings to the to the sideline to to the back room. Um, I like his ability to say to any player at any time, "You have pissed me off this week, and you're not going to play. <laughs> get get in check, and you'll play next week." I, I like that. I, I I just think that you know while we still definitely have some some room to grow, he is taking. And I, I think the signings we made in the summer are coming good. It's it's a core group of youth that if we can continue this 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 trend of of upward momentum, we can continue to sign them. I think we've passed the uh, what what is it that James always says? We we've we've rounded the curve of needing to sell our talent. We can keep them okay. now. So it's not like these kids are going to turn twenty five and say, okay. Thanks for the memories, but I'm leaving, you know, and, and Arsenal need the money, so we're going to take it. No, we can sign these guys to extensions. We'll keep them. They're all young. They're all young. And, and Arsenal and, does have the youngest, like, nine of the ten youngest starting 11s in the Prem this season. I saw that. Yeah, and I, think, I, I just think that while the signings looked a little bit wild in the summer, when you look at the season up to date, ten games in as a whole – I think that this is exactly where Arsenal would want to be, minus that first loss to Brentford. Okay, so you're kind also still the, the, op- the optimism. Zen Master well, Ken flowing through there. Zen Master well, Ken. So Ken, you play Watford, sure, uh, at home. Got it. I mean, win. Then you play Liverpool at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So as long, I think. I think the you can win see out of that one. You... Well, I don't know about that, but you. I think if you don't get smacked, you're still fine. Like that that's probably penciled in as an L anyways. Lightly uh, but penciled then you play in Newcastle. Lightly. Oh. Sorry, You've seen our that. results lightly? <laughs> Whoa. This lightly at, penciled. At Anfield. Whoa. That's a light, light pencil. pencil. That's a light pencil that's with a, a big ass fine. eraser. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Wow. Ken's back. Wow. Forget the Zen Ken's Master. Back. He's got fire in his belt. All right, forget <laughs> it. Uh, all right, so nine points, and then you're. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I don't think that we should Oofy be so quick then. to just write my arsenal off. I'm not writing you this off. Is I'm like... just saying that if you lost that game, it wouldn't be a big deal because you still have momentum. <laughs> it's not a big deal if we beat Watford. I'll give you that. that okay. I'll concede fair. that. That's a fair thing to say. Yeah. You know, fair thing to I say. think we could play tapes of Ken over the length of a season to like a psychiatrist and be like, yep. Classic bipolar. Manic depressive. <laughs> Manic depressive I, don't know. I think you could do that to all. You could do that to all of us. I think, um, with maybe the exception of you, James, right now, where City is very consistent. The rest of us, you could probably play those tapes. Thankfully, thankfully, nobody plays back our stuff. Thankfully. That's true. Um, so, anything else to add, Ken Lee, about your Arsenal? Your surging, dare I say, surging Arsenal, and I believe the only team on this podcast still in the Carabao Cup well I'll keep it clean for you James mm. how's our cup you catch that how's our cup I, are, are we gonna are we gonna talk about Newcastle at all this hour yeah we should we can go right I'll save Newcastle it I'll right save now. it then I, I just have one request okay I was trying to transition into the Carabao no, no that's fine that's fine I just want to make sure I uh, I want to put my, my thought into the universe. No one cares so about the no one cares about the Carabao Cup. Let's talk about. I don't want to talk about the Carabao Cup. I was gonna say you can't keep the cup, James, because your team lost, and then you followed it up by losing to. Oh yeah. Ken Lee's Vieira. Oh yeah. Crystal Palace two zero. Terrible. I was gonna talk about that yeah. loss. Dude, Terrible loss. Vieira's got some scalps under his managerial. Uh, yeah. Cap right now. Lucky. He's he's <laughs> he's definitely. Uh, I mean there. They're coming together. I mean, they're drawing the tough teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they lost Liverpool. They they drew Arsenal. They drew West Ham. They drew Brighton. Brighton. They drew Leicester. They they, they beat us and they beat us and they beat us. Smacked Manchester City. Um, Smacked that City. The New York Red Bulls just spit out great coaches. <laughs> James. He was a Red Bull guy, no. right? No, he was in New York City. He went New York City. Oh. New York City oh, FC. So that's right, that that's the Manchester like, City sister team. Fake yeah. City. That's the yeah. funneling club for, Man- for Manchester City. You'll, you'll remember that uh, <sighs> city legend Frank Lampard also played there as well. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Manchester City lose here, Dr. Pete. 2-0 to zero to Crystal Palace in a game that they deserve to lose. Um, they got outplayed. Laporte had two major mistakes, including a red card. And we've been talking about um, we've been talking about playing time, James, yeah. between the center backs. So, does this reshuffle or anything? Knowing how competitive the spaces are, do you think Laporte? Well, Laporte won't by be getting playing the red card next game, and will not be playing. So that certainly shuffles things. Okay. So Stones comes in. I think if he plays well, then the way that I see it having had worked in the past he plays well he's gonna keep his spot which is Mm -hmm. how it works when you have player defenders that aren't phil jones and lindelof as your backups okay i'll take that stray that's fine (laughs) 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 but yeah no uh i'll I'll keep going i'll keep going and talk about the match a little bit i mean we did i would you can't say anything but we deservedly lost i think laporte basically conspired to lose us that game on his own I don't know how much of it you watched. The goal, the first goal from Crystal Palace was was literally Laporte passing to the the striker uh, yeah, alone. Uh, 
passing it it was insane insane insanely bad back pass and then and then and then took down the uh attacker as the last man on a ball come over very similar to the uh was the obama yang um incident that just happened but Mm -hmm. laporte got a red for it uh and i'm not i'm not can't even be mad about that it was a stupid play and you know while we lost the game and you can't say we didn't deserve to lose i would say the what that that first goal which was in the sixth minute allowed crystal palace to sit back and just and just defend and they didn't have to worry about it at all i think that if the game goes on without us going down a man i mean i I think that probably the game ends a little differently we probably are are able to salvage a point or or even more Mm -hmm. out of it but with having to chase the game being a man down having to chase the game from the sixth minute being a man down from halftime the the goal um that came in the 88th minute on a counterattack while we were pushing right forward was kind of elementary at that point uh we were just not able to break down the crystal palace defense uh which i give Vieira full credit for um they've looked really they've they've looked amazing for the players that they have at their disposal these are not any new players i mean they, they've gallagher has come in and he's done well Edward has come in up top and he's done well, but the midfield is exactly the same midfield that Crystal Palace has basically always had. Uh, <laughs> same guys. And, and they are, they've solidified it. It's not just the city game that where they played well and they were tough to break down. It's, it's every game this season, basically. And uh, I think Vieira deserves a lot of credit for it, but uh, I agree. Terrible performance from Laporte specifically. So we're maybe going a little far with Crystal Palace's form. They have four draws and a loss in their five games coming into this. So, I mean, well, that's how you avoid relegation, which is their key thing. Well, to do. we're talking about how, I mean, they, Crystal Palace has looked terrible for a long time now. This is a huge, yes. this is a huge cherry patch for them. Uh, they're playing You're very right. well. You're upsetting Roy Hodgson. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the pod. Probably just minding his own business, sitting <laughs> pulling in his of weeds, slippers. weeding his 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 garden. Yeah, yeah. Chris, you know, Roy Hodgson's that guy that even though he's made millions of dollars because you have to when you're like a prem manager, he still lives in like a really small house in like an old neighborhood, a quaint house with a homely wife. Mm-hmm. How pissed with, is like, his wife that he's retired? By the way, uh, she's <laughs> imagine, imagine if you had to wake up next to that every morning. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing that again with the marriages. Like, we already took Steve Bruce down all the way. Took him down, like, we nuked Steve Bruce last time he said that. His poor wife's probably sobbing, you know, when she came to the realization. Not only really it, not only is his family getting death threats, they have to be Steve Bruce's family. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh just throwing them all over the place today. All right, guys, so uh, Dr. Pete... Manchester City lose 2-0. Um, the big thing here is that Chelsea's still rolling. And because Chelsea's still rolling, and Liverpool are mostly rolling, hint, hint, um, it's, you just can't make big slip-ups in this title race because right now it's a three-horse race, and they're three very strong horses, Pete. So does this, what does this mean to you? Now, they're five points off the top, but they're also two points behind Liverpool. Yeah, and their goal differential is seven points behind Liverpool, nine behind Chelsea. That's that's a pretty significant gap. Um, but I, I think that 
you're not going to be able to make many mistakes in this title race. So they're going to have to go on a run of 10 or 15 wins in a row like they did last year and the year to before. win the league and the year, and before, the year before. And the year before that. Um, Stop it. Just saying. So they should probably sign Kane in January. Um, so they have a real <laughs> Don't want them. Win some of these games. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, it's not that big a deal. It's, you know, so early in the season. But you can't keep doing this. I mean, the good teams do not get red cards. Oh, that was so Look at the teams that are in the title race. It's, it's, that is a surefire way to lose the game. And you just don't see good teams do that very often. We, we get red cards. Yeah. What are you trying to say? Good teams don't do that very often. Ken's over there. He knows. (laughs) (laughs) You do. It is a, it is a sign of a, of a team that's not competing is to get a red card. Like, we get bad red cards. United getting a red card last year in the Champions League. Two of their six matches in the Champions League qualifying, they got red cards in. And you can't win games if you're getting red cards. It's exactly right. Yeah. It's very but true. You know, what it does, so, you know what it does here is, though, it highlights the importance. This is what I was talking about, why it is important when you beat a direct title rival, mm-hmm. even if it's early in the season. So if we had just drawn that game with Chelsea like Chelsea's plan was, or even lost it at Chelsea early in the season. We're we're way off the pace now. As it is, five points at this point of the, point of the season is not irretrievable. Yeah. Um, uh, it, be you know it isn't being it being able to like instead of drawing beating a title rival gives you one get out of jail free pass maybe let's put it that way. This this Crystal Palace result is absolutely terrible and potentially you know. Uh, is a bad mark on the season, but because we have beat, won our game against Chelsea, it does not derail our entire season and our title push. Okay. I, I think I agree. It's just so early. I would just say that you do have two rivals right now, and granted, we are just into November. We're only two points behind Liverpool. Last year, last year you had two rivals at this point as well, yeah. I would think. I'm sure if we looked, I think Tottenham was one of them. Um, Big rival. So... It can change very quickly, but no big red flags for me either. Um, I think Grealish has been more disappointing than people are letting on, and he's kind of getting away with it a little bit because City is so. Good. I think if you're just, but, you're, I think you're just looking at the stats when you say that. Which fair, he should have better stats, but he he's not playing poorly in any game that he's played for City. He has two goals and two assists in all comps, and I think. Uh, three of those goal contributions came in like six or seven goal wins uh, in like the Champions League or like the Carabao Cup. I mean, so you don't you we, don't think that's a disappointing output for I, the most expensive signing of all time? Who's playing your left winger? Who's replacing a left winger who scored twenty goals like four seasons in a row? Who are you talking about? That left winger, Sterling. Sterling. Uh, he's a left winger. That yeah. Well, he's not. He, that's not it's a very oversimplification of where Jack Rayles was playing. And also, we didn't sign him to be a goal scorer. I just said that yes, the stats are two goals and two assists. He's gonna definitely have to up Wait hit. a minute, what's what's he supposed to be? He's he's, a, he's like the the left winger on a team. He, that he's not the he doesn't shots on target. He doesn't play as a left winger. He plays all over that midfield. Okay, but so are the he's not he doesn't guys. play like he when we were playing with Sterling I mean, he, there, man, he spends a lot of time up there. When, on the left when we side were playing Sterling advanced. there, when we were playing Sterling there, 
his entire thing was was run, break, breaking through the back line and, and and breaking through that way. They're they're completely different players. And the reason we bought them, the reason we bought Graylish is cuz we're trying to affect a different type of play. Now, yes, I already said the stats, he needs to bump those stats up. But it's not like he's it's not like he's pulling a Trent Alexander Arnold and giving the ball away 45 times in a match. He, he's he's That's he's true. playing he's playing well. Uh, he's playing well. It's just he's not right now. He's not the last pass before a goal, and and he's not mm-hmm. scoring the goal right now. I mean that's really a, an assists. Assists can also be. I love assists. I want I want all of our players to have the biggest assist numbers. But it it also can be a misleading stat. Uh, you know, is it awesome and the, the mark of a great player when he taps the ball across to a striker in front of an empty net that 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 stat doesn't really tell the whole tale i see what you're saying i'm what i'm telling you is that he's been going under the radar because if you remember when players like hazard moved this is a monster signing and they are expected to have output right away and I think that he's been a little short, and it doesn't matter because you guys have been winning most of the matches. But let me ask somebody who's not, you know, biased like you and I are. Uh, Pete and then Ken. Pete, your thoughts on Grealish early and what you're expecting versus what you're getting. And if it, you know, if it's something where he's got more time or you think that there's a point where Raheem Sterling, who's sitting behind Who him, has looked terrible uh, himself. He hasn't been playing. He- so is there a point where they, they give him a chance, Pete? Stop it, James. Uh, he's I'll been shit. Who? Krill. He has been not been shit. He has not no, been I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's... I, <clears throat> I think when I'm watching him, he has looked pretty good. I think the fact that Pep picks him every game, and Pep doesn't just pick players because they were signed for $100 million. Like, that's not his MO. So the fact that Pep picks him almost every single game says a lot about how much he means to the team. That being said, when I'm watching him sort of eyeball test, um, but I didn't expect him to like really integrate into the team fully for six months. His game is so different than what city play or what his game last year was so different than, than what city play. So I think it is taking some time and it wouldn't surprise me if he went on a run, you know, and had a bunch of assists and goals and, significantly affected the games more yeah i mean i guess for me i just think it's something that's when does it come to the to the forefront i also noticed james i'm sure you saw this that uh barcelona is heavily rumored to be after sterling oh, yeah. i'm not sure how they're gonna pay for him. <laughs> no one but, knows uh, <laughs> yeah, that's never been a problem stop before. any of the barcelona rumors yeah. every day true so uh ken let me get to you now you, we have actually had a bunch of signings this season in the Prem, and they've actually been pretty poor, the headliners. Um, I mean, Sanchez is at the front of the list there. He has been uh, – almost had no impact for Manchester United yet and is now not starting anymore. And they're going to try to work him in. I'm sure they would want to like to work him in the Carabao Cup games. We don't play in the Carabao Cup anymore. So you have Sancho. You have Lukaku, who low-key didn't score in seven go- games in a row before he got hurt. That really went under the radar. That's very that. true and a good point, yep. Thomas. That's a good lot of games. point. Lukaku has been a, a, an overall flop, Premier League flop, yeah. coming back in. And 
I, th I don't think that I'm actually surprised by that because I only remember Lukaku as Manchester United. I was never scared of him at Manchester United either. Okay. I wouldn't say he's a flop yet. That's he's not a no, flop yet, rough. but he, he has... won like the first two games. He really, he, true. He, but he did fall off he before he got the injury. He only he's has certainly fallen off. He, he only has, three he only has as many goal involvements as Jack Grealish. Yeah, and Jack Grealish has been terrible. Anyway, I cut you off, Thomas. So, I'm sorry. Continue. No, no. I, I was just saying. I mean, Lukaku, when you're winning, these things don't matter. But as soon as you start losing games, they start to matter. They start creeping up. I think Chelsea right now is in a, a good vein of form. They're dangerous. They're winning the games they need to win. They won today against Malmo. They only won 1-0. But, I mean, there's something I always say, that it's so important to be able to win 1-0, and Chelsea's doing that right now. What's crazy for Chelsea? Well, you have Chelsea? to look at them. Yeah. Go, sorry. Go, 20, no, no, go 26, ahead. 26, go ahead, 26 goals. Go ahead. Second in the league. They're not winning one nothing. A couple of those are from big results, though. They won 7-0. Yeah, they won 7-0 at the weekend, yeah. It On doesn't Norwich. matter what, you know, how many times you win 7 nothing. But that took, like that is that absolutely them... destroying a team. That's what the best teams in the they've scored a lot of do. goals multiple okay, times. And... I think is what Pete is saying. So they have, they and do. they've also they've also played really disgusting anti-football and squeaked out draws, too. But they are in first place. Yeah, they are. Um, but and I, they have a nice goal differential. The best. An interesting league. stat that I was seeing, <clears throat> and they are in first place, and they've scored a bunch of goals, but they are getting a disproportionate amount of goals from their defenders. Uh, Reese yeah. James has four goals. Ben Chilwell has three goals. Alonzo, this is only ten games into the season. I can't really, I can't go around saying that I don't think Chelsea will score enough goals to win the league, and then not give them credit when they're scoring. No, games, but even if it's from no, I'm just saying that's it's an interesting stat. You know? It's an interesting stat, it and is. you don't, you do not see that. You haven't seen that in the Prem for a long time, and they're not, they're not defenders <laughs> that are scoring goals from headers they're scoring yeah and i wonder and i just wonder you're right yeah, i mean a, you have to look almost no further when you look at chelsea then you just have to look at the goals against through 10 games it's three, three. Yeah. yeah it almost doesn't matter how many goals you're scoring true um they 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 play a style that just does not allow pressure to score a goal like and that is the scariest part of Chelsea, I believe, I think. It's not it's not their ability to – when you're only letting three goals in, who cares if you score five goals or 500 goals? You're going to win mm -hmm. every yeah, game. That's true. Like, it's working really, really well. And the other teams coming around to have Manchester United coming up. So we'll see what happens there. That could be that game. James knows as well that where Ali shows up, you know. He gets his team to show up. Back it's at Chelsea. It's going to be at the end of November. And that'll be an important test. They also play the Worm Burners, Burnley, they don't, coming they up. They don't burn the worms. They eat them. <laughs> the worms are their currency. They do like it. <laughs> yeah, they've got, a, they've got a nice little run in December. They've got um, United, Liverpool, Man City, Tottenham. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see West what happens. Sorry that, sorry, sorry, that was January. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Got a That's January. They actually, their, their December isn't bad. December's easy. Yeah, which is good so they can pick up steam. They're really looking good right now. And back to the original conversation, even without yeah. Lukaku yeah. scoring, they're looking good. So then you have – we've checked off Grealish, Sancho, and Lukaku. Those three players cost like 280 million pounds Yep, right there, mm -hmm. if not more than that. 
that's an amazing amount of money to not really get a big return on. Uh, Ronaldo, on the other hand, has been really good for United. <laughs> is that the was that the uh, entire setup? Is this the whole wi- the <laughs> whole <laughs> setup? Is it, yeah, this is about a welcome, twenty guys. minute setup. Just wanted to talk about Ronaldo real quick. No, I actually want to skip past Ronaldo. Uh, he has been very good, but the team hasn't been that good. So Ronaldo's been. Good. If you talk about he's Ronaldo, you have to talk about. Maybe he's been good. The guy's been out of this universe. The only reason you're failing the team, oh, guys. I didn't want to talk about Ronaldo. I don't want to be. Biased. If you talk about Ronaldo, you have to talk about De Gea, too. <laughs> De Gea has been good. He had one bad save, or one one mistake today, but he's actually been good. I I don't like, know how you justify is, that honestly with 15 goals. I, I'm being been honest. Good. He's been good. His defense has been terrible. His Not defense all has been those terrible. 15 the United goals have, have been allowed. fast break. That's a one on ones. You need to watch more games. That's a hundred and forty million dollar defense you got back there. That's a good Sorry. point, James. Ron's been hurt, and so is McGuire. McGuire plays. McGuire played today. He's hurt. Sometimes, sometimes you play hurt, buddy. Yeah. My point was <laughs> that most of the big signings in the Prem haven't really worked out this year. I, From the top three, I was just telling you, and yet those teams, for the most part, are doing well. But it, it is an interesting side note that those players haven't been doing well. It's early. It's 10 games in the season. We're just over 25% in. So they all have an opportunity now. But it is interesting to see that those big signings have not it, um, worked out is as well. It, I think, is it is it across the board kind of true that teams that went far in the Euros, the players that went far in the Euros, are there's a large overlap with players that are struggling this season right now? The English players, sure, for it sure. It seems like that, anecdotally. Yeah. I was thinking about Kevin De Bruyne, too. Yeah, yeah. De Bruyne's been cold. Yep. He has. He's just been off. I wonder if he's hurt, too. There's speculation. He might be. He might be. Well, I mean, he was hurt. He was hurt pretty hurt. badly with that, and then played on the ankle. Yeah, playing on the ankle kind of made me upset. Yeah, as it should be. Well, guys, uh, so Chelsea wins their match 3-0. to zero. Um, continue at the top of the league. They're up there by three points and goal differential. So I like to think of that sometimes as four points when you have uh, a little bit of a lead on goal differential. But I think that'll be interesting to see what happens there because I think Liverpool can make those goals up. Um, and I think Manchester City can make those goals up as well. So I think watching ahead, the goal differential's big. Like Pete said, um, they're going to have to figure out a way to get past Chelsea. They need Chelsea to stumble. Manchester United, it's crazy. When you're this early in the season, I mean, Ollie was out almost before the Tottenham game, and then he wins the Tottenham game, and he's in fifth. I mean, you know, like you should be hoping that he leaves. <laughs> he's not going to leave, so I don't hope that. I don't think he leaves unless they get uh, eliminated from the Champions League in the groups and even then they might not do it i would do it but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about whether or not you need, he's gonna leave and he's i mean the worst thing for everybody else in the league that could happen right now is an actually talented manager coming in to manage a team that has actually good players on it yeah <laughs> exactly so that, that's fantasy it's fantasy football though so i don't really like I don't really look into it's that. Not, I, I was mean, looking into it last week when he was one one result away from being punted. It's not like there yeah, wasn't good managers available. They could have done it anytime they wanted. Manchester United getting an actual good, talented manager is shouldn't be fantasy football. But it is right now, so I'm not I'm not going to engage in it. Like last week, it wasn't. It was a reality that was that very well could have happened before the match even started. The fact that it's right week now to week we're back should tell you all you need to know. It's not week to week. 
He's not going to get booted. No. I mean, you, you're you're just talking about how it changed. Last week it was. Now it's not. Next yeah, week it will Tottenham be again. Away. Next week it will be. And then you get and the, the week after points. that won't be. And, and the week and after got, that will be. And you got a result against Atlanta, so it's not. It's not anymore. A draw. It's just not. A draw. <laughs> it's an away draw in the Champions League. I'm not thrilled about it because they didn't play well and they got bailed out by Ronaldo's ridiculous goal. But the result is what matters. Well, it's what I'm saying. And he's staying. He's staying. He'll stay through the City match. He will. Even if oh, they, of course. I think if they lost five zero, maybe he gets I booted, think so. which is possible. I, I don't think so. You, you could no lose. Way. You could lose the city game by whatever. I don't. I don't think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a very yeah, tight game. I think game. we're past that point right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But being so it, I, but but actually thinking about that anymore. is not a fantasy. Fantasy land okay. stuff. It's like go. You you really like that guy from Ajax? You're Manchester United. I go take what you want. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Liverpool also draw here, two to two against Brighton, and kind of a bad draw, guys. They were up two zero, and they drew, and this is at home. So, Doctor Pete, Liverpool, the, a little bit of a slip up here. I don't think it indicates much, uh, but it's just it's more of an indicator that Brighton's for real. I think. Yeah, I think Brighton is terrific. I think they are well coached, and I said this last week, uh, City. Tore them apart with a couple of counterattacks that put the game away early, but they really attacked City and took it to him in the second half. Pep was not happy. Same in this game. They got punched in the mouth early, fourth minute. Most teams would crumble at Anfield 5 nothing at the end of the game. But uh, <laughs> That wasn't an Anfield. <laughs> the uh, Graham Potter squad, they're impressive. And you watch them and you're like, they have a plan. They carry it out. The players believe the system. I could I could really see them, out of all the teams, I think they're better positioned to come in fifth place than West Ham. Because West Ham has Europa to worry about, and I don't think they're that deep of a squad. So, But, but that's my two I cents. mean, I, you know, I cannot argue Brighton. Brighton's a legit team. Even when they lose, mm-hmm. they play well. Um, and they always have it in them. They always have a good result. This is a great result for them. Pete was absolutely right in what he said about the match. Uh, and, I mean, we've seen City has gotten punched in the face early by Liverpool and and folded the game. You know, I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. what Liverpool can do. Uh, and Brighton didn't do that. I don't agree when he says that they're better positioned than a team like West Ham to come in fifth because, uh, I mean, you say West Ham's squad is thin. I mean, Brighton's squad is more thin uh but the definition of yeah but it's but they definitely are they don't have europe though they don't have europe you're right uh west but you know i think that i i i personally believe like i think that west ham can go pretty far with what they're doing in europe and i think that that's a positive thing for them rather than rather than a, a take a negative i know that tired legs and all that kind of stuff i don't see west ham as having a squad that's going to get worn out playing deep into international tournaments though i think they have that going for them minus like declan rice is probably going to play um you know in all these international friendlies and stuff like that but i i i think i think brighton are a top they they can they can finish they could finish fifth that that wouldn't be crazy but i see them more as a, a six seven eight depending on how things go but still an amazing i think a great achievement for them and graham potter is a legit coach yeah, 
I think all those things are true, and I worry about Manchester United playing Brighton. Uh, although I guess at this point I'm probably worried about them playing anybody. <laughs> Depending so on the week. That's not that's not really saying anything. No, I, I'm worried about City as uh, it would be anyways. But the game after that, the Champions League matches they have, uh, the Villarreal one especially is huge. Um, they have to get at least a point from Villarreal, I think. And they have to beat Young Boys. Go ahead. Young Boys! <laughs> at home in order to, to get through the champions league. So yeah, I mean a big deep breath for Manchester United and a slip for Liverpool that I'm sure it would infuriate them. That's the kind of match to me that I think about at the end of the year. You were asking me last week about matches yeah. that I think about and matches that bother me, that kind of thing being up two at home and then dropping those, those points to Brighton, even though Brighton's plucky, those are things that lose the title for you. Yep. Am I wrong? No, I, no, I, yeah, that's, that's, I agree. And I'm like, I'll, we'll look back, City will look back at the Crystal Palace result, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are the big matches. All right, guys, so we got through a lot today. Champions League just started uh, this week. We had the Tuesday matches, which were pretty good. United play badly and get bailed out by Ronaldo. Um, besides that, Chelsea gets their win, and they are just about qualified um, anything to add to the world soccer stage, James Lewis? I, I want to, I think we should talk about Newcastle a little bit or just, just have a okay. quick, get the Newcastle, uh, get some Ken, thoughts. Ken don't know if you were up on this, but it looks like Emery is leading the, no. the race to, I love it. Repl- I love it. Take over Newcastle. I absolutely love it. I hope he comes into the premier league and the only best Next possible outcome is that he takes his lover boy Jaka with him. Ooh, <laughs> he, he's the reason. Wow. He's the reason that he's such a mainstay at Arsenal right now, because of Emery. Jaka would so, look good in prison. Strips. I would love Emery to come in and make his marquee first January signing as an overpriced tycoon Injured. bid for Jaka. Get him off. Ooh. Get him out of here. I like it. I like how optimistic you are that could happen. I hadn't really thought about that. Isn't he out for the year? Jaka? Yeah. I don't think it's for the year, is it? I, I really I pay zero time. attention to Jaka news. I, I'm just glad I haven't <laughs> seen him in a month. <laughs> there are no alerts for that? Don't I, I don't have my, my app set up for Jaka alerts. I just know I haven't seen him in a month, and it's been the best month of my life so wow. far. Yeah. I don't have to worry about him being on the field, getting a red card for no right. freaking reason. So you're happy that Shaka is injured? No, I'm not happy he's injured. I'm happy he's not playing. He, I don't want anyone to be injured. Oh, that's I like you rooted for guys to get injured. He's no, not, I don't want, I don't want yeah, anyone to be injured. For them not to be available. Wait a minute. I'm on Ken's side on this one. I don't want him to be injured. I don't want him to not be available up. to play. Like, <laughs> he's a liability. Guys, guys to get spiked. And, wow, yeah, I'd rather him have a scratchy throat and not play. Than be injured. I just don't want him to be available. I don't care. Zen An Ken. anniversary yeah. pops up. A wedding. I'm with you, best Ken. friend's wedding pops up. Now? You can't be in the game. <laughs> You're, Go. Are you Zen. writing sick notes for? Go. Go. Zen, Zen Ken lasted for a third of an episode. Traffic. Traffic. Get out of here, Jaka. You're a red card waiting to happen. Jaka's due back uh, in January. Knee injury. Yeah, yeah, he'll be playing in Newcastle. Pinstripes, uh, black and white pinstripes. But you know what's hilarious? Ken so, hopes he gets a surgical infection in his leg. Yeah. So. 
<laughs> no, I, but it's not. Moral. I want nothing it's to not happen moral. to him. I just don't want him playing for Arsenal. He can play every game at Newcastle. He so well, actually, to be fair, he could play every fourth game at Newcastle because he'll oh, get a red card every time. There he goes. There he goes. You know what's funny to me about so so Emery, the leading contender, good evening. Uh, the the alternative. This this is what makes me think that now these owners have no idea what they're doing. Okay, so they're touting Emery as as the number one. Uh, you know, he's going to take over. Fine. Okay, whatever. If you second choice the Europa Cup, who would you second choice? Charge. Guess guesses. Second choice to take over Newcastle. You will not guess Eric it. Fonseca. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not Sam Allardyce. Roy Hodgson. <laughs> No, you will not guess it. And Louis Van Gaal. This is this is, and this is why I think this is why I think that they have no idea what they're. The alternative choice to Emery. Wait, Alex Ferguson, Eddie Howe. Stop it. Oh, oh, Eddie. Eddie Howe. Easy E. Easy E. Howe (laughs) from the Bournemouth Cherries. Okay. Currently in the Championship. Okay. Okay. This might be. We might Didn't actually get to see. Place or seventh place one year. Do you uh, think that we're on the yes. cusp of seeing what everyone's always wanted to see? Someone come in with just a bunch of freaking money and fail, flop, and just buy everyone they can, and then when it doesn't work out right, they because it doesn't matter to them because they essentially have f me money because there's a big difference between f you money and f me money. Oh, they yeah. have f me That's money, true. so mm-hmm. they'll just pack up, ship, and walk away. Who cares? <laughs> Sorry, Newcastle. Yeah. Right. Don't care. <laughs> we tried. Yeah, we they, tried. They get relegated. <laughs> they could get relegated. They're, they're second. They're they second to last. I think they are they're favored to get they, relegated. Yeah. yeah. They have four points on the season. I also heard though that You're, they are in line. You got to get to like forty. To spend about one hundred and fifty million pounds in January. But who's gonna go there when they're on a team that could get relegated? Yeah. Like this isn't like Manchester City's oil takeover. Where Manchester City is like a middling club, and you can bring in guys that are like you know on the fringes of Europe, that kind of thing to build your first cycle, right, James? Yeah. Like where you, you might be able to like bring in some old guys that and... just want to check. Yeah, that's the thing. You, those guys don't win. Yeah, but if they're like, uh, I don't know. I mean, you don't want those no, they guys. Don't, you don't want mercs. Don't... You need guys that can yeah, battle. Yeah, they're not gonna. The... Nuno is available. <laughs> he is. Very true. You you. You don't want Paul Pogba to come in. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love if they bought Paul Pogba. Yeah, you don't want – That would make my I mean, you could get a Paul Pogba in, right? Make him your marquee signing, but then you need a bunch of street fighters behind him. Mm -hmm. You need Xhaka and Sterling. I would love to see Pogba (laughs) in the championship. (laughs) No, no, like, no no relegation release clause. Yeah, no clause. He's got to play. Making 500K a week. Yeah. TikTok to his heart's delight. I read an article, an interesting article about Emery going to Newcastle and how it would almost be uh, Sevilla, like would almost pack their bags, pack his bags for him because he's not really yeah. doing that great. It's they're calling it classic second season he won Emery. Yeah. Last year, but he's not doing great in the season. Like in in the league, he's not doing great. He didn't do great. In the like they're almost on a um, win Europa or like get nothing pace right now in the league. How are they doing, champs? I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. Look it, it doesn't up. Matter, does it, it doesn't matter, but yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I think that I think it'd be a good hire. They're not doing well. I in just the don't know. They're in bottom of their group. Actually, they're you know, bottom. Yeah, bottom of the group. 
it's a good hire in terms of the fact that he has won things before. He's bottom of the group with before. no wins, by the way. <sighs> but you know what they need? They really need like, you know what they need, James. You know what they need. They need Big Sam. They oh, need to not get relegated. Like if I'm them, I buy a bunch of like uh, Burnley looking dudes and buy. get the best ones you can. You can buy the best cloning bat available <laughs> in, in Burnley. You need like you you go up a notch above yourself, like to the teams that are in like seventh through thirteenth, and you try to get their best and grittiest players. Well, that's where they're at right now, though. Newcastle is yeah. they have to survive or seriously risk these owners walking away. Yeah, no, I mean, they're not going to walk away after after re- being. Relegated. I'm not saying walk away, but like lose interest highly in this. I mean, yeah. they don't care. No, it's their it's a it's, a, it's their little toy. Yeah, you don't. It's there's no reason for them to walk away. I know that. I mean, I know this was Tom's wet dream for years, but it's just not. It's not a reality. <laughs> Even though I would think it would be hilarious for that to happen in Newcastle, it's not something that really happens. <sighs> Yeah, I we've also never seen it happen, so we don't know. It's too big of an investment, and they have too much money to quit at that point. But there are teams, if you guys remember, Sunderland, after they got relegated, actually, they got bought by an investor, and he skipped town immediately when they got relegated again. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Just took the L. Those the are the small time guys. Yeah. This is essentially a, a That's country what I'm saying. I don't think I don't club. think it's the same, but it, I was just pointing out that it has yeah, happened yeah, before. Yeah. I'm just, but now, yes. Uh I think the it's the Saudis, right? This that is the Saudi the sovereign Newcastle? sovereign investment fund, yeah. Which is the Controlled country, basically by the country of yeah, it's the Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's the combined <laughs> so, economic might of Saudi Arabia. This by the way, yes. they have more money than basically every other owner in the Premier League combined. Yes. So what what they have to do then in order to bring in players, you go and you find the guys that are unhappy at big clubs elsewhere and want big paychecks, right? Did yeah. I miss something um, in this, by the way? Like, why Newcastle? Because they're available. They were available. You didn't miss anything. Yeah. yeah, you didn't miss anything. They're available. Their owner wanted to sell. That's pretty and much it. People hated the. the yeah, I just the, wanted to make sure. I mean, I thought yeah. I read a lot about it. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't like something yeah. crazy. And like the amount of hate for Mike Ashley in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Oh, you sure. Could, anybody I mean, could have come in. Oh, and they would be celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I do. I do like that the fans are already wearing the um, the head the head yeah. pieces. Yeah. The Saudi head pieces. <laughs> it, it's pretty pretty amazing. wild. Yeah. Oh. And now I'm 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 waiting to see. Like, it, maybe they go out and you throw, like, 120 at, like, Declan Rice. I know that seems insane, but that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. You go to the teams above you that need, like, will sell. Because you can't go to Manchester City or United and be like, hey, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of money for this guy. Because those teams, well, can they, they need money. Can they technically spend much. as much as they want? Yes, because... They're, they're not in you. They're, they're not in Europe. There's two different sets of financial fair play laws. So there's mm-hmm. the there's the English ones, which are more lax than the your your the Europe ones. So, like, if they're not going to be worried about playing in the Champions League or the Europa League or the Tarmac League for the next mm-hmm. three years, they don't really have to worry about it. Yeah, the English one, it's over a period of like five years and you can't take a loss of X amount, but there's also a way to like work yeah. around that. The English ones uh, are kind of Nobody's ever been in trouble yeah. with it. No one's ever been in trouble with it. Yeah. 
Let's see. There's not a lot of talent usually available in January, though. Newcastle so. will pay over there. All right, guys. That they will, by by probably close to like forty percent, they'll overpay. Yeah. They will because they have to. I mean, James, like I was saying, you remember when you had to go through and you bought out of Bayor and uh, who else? Bayor is great for us. Nazra is great for us. I didn't say they were bad players, but I'm saying you had to, like Yaya, you had to pay a bunch more than other teams would have. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they're bad players, but they they were playing like Yaya was on the outs at Barcelona. Like you had to buy those kind of guys who are available or not in their starting 11. Yeah, and the thing is, like, to make it really sustainable and not just be burning through cash and burning through players. Like you have to look for those players, but you have to be semi like smart about it. Like Yaya Torre might've been the best purchase we've made for that time. I mean, we paid, we, it was like 20, no, Sergio Aguero. Aguero. Yeah. But we paid 25 million for Yaya. And I mean, Yaya as important for us in that initial period as Aguero was, I mean, Yaya ran the midfield. He was, yeah, he was the best player in the yeah. league one year, I thought, or at least close to it. Um, but yeah, so uh, Newcastle will have a lot of money. Tottenham, we'll see, Doctor Pete, if they have the money or if they're just gonna try to get through it. They have to buy somebody. I don't think he would have Conte would have agreed if the uh, if he was not getting any kind of backing. So, okay. all right, guys, uh, James, that was your one thing to add. It cost us like fifteen <laughs> minutes. Um, important. Pete, anything to add? I, I just wanted to tip my hat to Cron uh, Ronaldo today, mm-hmm. watching the game. Obviously not a Man United fan, but once he scored that second goal, I just laughed out loud and shook yeah, my was, head. Like I you just have to tip your cap, even when he scored that ridiculous volley against us. Mm-hmm. You just have to appreciate how freaking good he is and how amazing it is to watch a player like that. Yeah, at 36. 36 you know, years I, old, the finishing ability is just unbelievable. And these are from outside. I mean, that's from outside the box. That volley was hit from outside the box. Like the other, the header, the close finish, the easy finish he had, the header. Like they, they look very easy for him, at 36 years old to do that, at the very top level. He has a goal in every single Champions League match this year, just like he always does. You, would, for you guys would have zero is, points without him. That that could be accurate. That could be accurate. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I'm not sure. If it is, I'd have to look into it. But I can tell you that I think, I think seven of his nine goals this season have been um, point deciding goals. Uh, like five of them have been in extra time. Uh, unbelievable. And the funny thing is, leading up to this week, as there's been turmoil, United lost the, the games they've been losing when they lost five or seven. Um, he, they were talking about him being a problem in the tactics. The number yeah, that nine fun. that sits at the top of your formation and can be played in any way you want to play him as a forward. He's not the winger anymore. He's going to burn down the line and, and dribble past people. That's fine. He's a number nine. You're allowing two goals a game. Has nothing to do with Cristiano Ronaldo. Nothing at all. Nothing the way the ball goes into him. Nothing the way he dribbles. No. Nothing the way he shoots. I, those, are, those are Ole apologists trying to find a reason other than Ole being the problem. Very strange. <laughs> I think it, I'm I think only it half happened. joking. I think this stuff. I always talk about this, but I think this is the stuff that happens when you're losing. Yeah. Like that's the stuff that happens. Dumb, dumb ideas and opinions like that come out when really every goal that's been scored this year, with the exception of the first goal today, in my opinion, has been a goal that's been gift wrapped for the other team. And I think De Gea, Ken's gone. I don't know where he went. 
but De Gea this year has actually saved more clear-cut chances than he's let in. Like, how many of those games you guys watching where De Gea makes an unbelievable save to make it so it's two, they, they keep their 2-1 yeah, lead? Yeah, he's kept in a lot of games. Like, he's been excellent this year. Uh, hopefully this, this goal he allowed today doesn't cause any problems. But bottom line is, like, Cristiano Ronaldo has been excellent, and, uh, you know, you just have to hope that he can drag us single-handedly through the Champions League like he has been. But Ronaldo's been amazing. Welcome back, Ken. <laughs> um, you missed the uh, R- Ronaldo show we were just talking about. But anything to add, Ken Lee, to the soccer world? Uh, no, no, no thanks. Yeah, we are at 100. We're at an hour and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So. It's like the longest episode. This side of the good but it was important, yeah, James. It was important. It's, it's good stuff. Uh, all right, for James Lewis, Dr. Pete, and a resurgent, Ken Lee, I'm Tom Miller saying I hope everybody has an awesome week. You guys want to talk more about Ronaldo? No. It's tough. Yeah, no. He, I mean, he's going to keep Ole in the job, and you yeah, should be so mad really. at him for it. I love it. I'm not mad. Ole better buy Olay. him a drink Olay. tonight. Ole turned a corner. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, watching that game today, I I can't f***ing stand looking at Ole's face. It would just bother me as a fan if he was my manager because of the way he looks. He looks terrified all the time. It's not Zen. No, it's so I told confused. you, he, he lasted like, a, th- a third of an episode. <laughs> no, it's about my ar- my my arsenal's fine, and uh, there's there's a yeah. couple things that need to go. Jaka, Jaka being those things. Jaka, yeah. I can't believe you guys are gonna win that Liverpool game. Yeah, that was big that was prediction. Breaking news. I hope they win. I really do.